When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and welcome to the criminality podcast a podcast where we know that loving reality tv and the people that are on it sometimes isn't a crime rebecca how are you at least not yet um yeah (laughs) i'm really good i've been taking vitamins i feel like that's really (laughs) been a game changer and it's so silly because it's such a simple thing to do but i was feeling really bad And I've resisted vitamins for so long, not because I don't think they work. Well, I actually don't think they work. And I hate taking pills. My doctor said I could take a gummy. I was going to say, maybe we could get an ad. (laughs) And now I'm realizing halfway through that sentence, never mind. Go ahead. Talk about the lies of vitamins. Yeah, I know. No, I just, I'm feeling really, really good. And I feel like I have to answer honestly and maybe give some of the credit to my doctor and the gummy vitamins. They're like really helping. Which ones are you taking? Like, is it like C? Okay, so I'm taking a one a day multivitamin for women in addition to Mm -hmm. super strength vitamin D because I found out I was extremely deficient. So I think that's really what I'm responding to is probably being like very low, like somewhere like like a cave person low. And now I'm probably Mm -hmm. normal, like a a regular person. And I'm also taking an iron supplement because I found out I'm also anemic. So I think oh, okay. I just feel, I think I might just be feeling normal, like what, like a baseline healthy yeah, yeah. person like, feels like. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I just feel like it's just a little PSA. If someone's been like, oh, I should take vitamins, but they don't just try it. See if you feel better. I'm so happy for you. Cause <laughs> I know you were feeling pretty rough there for a while. I and- was, I was just so tired and foggy and like, it wasn't depression per se, but it was like a lethargy mm-hmm. that I just couldn't snap out of and it's just so nice when you can find out there was a reason for it and like a way to fix it yeah for sure because yeah well it makes you not feel crazy not crazy not lazy I'm I am lazy lazy, but like this was pulling me down into like yeah a different kind of level of lazy that I can't really justify or get away with yeah too much life to live I had low vitamin D and iron mm-hmm. before and I took vitamins and I did really well with it. And then when my levels came back normal, I stopped taking of course. it. So maybe I should of course go back you did. into taking That's, it. I've done I'm, that too. Yeah. I feel like I'm in your spot maybe where I could fall asleep at any moment yes. of the day. And I'm not that person. Like I, I've always yeah. had a hard time going to sleep. Not that I'm not lazy. I'm very lazy. But I couldn't actually struggle just to get to sleep. fall asleep during the day. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm like, if I could just... I'm always asking my husband, I'm like, could you just keep an eye on everybody like 20 minutes? I just, I need to pass out. And that's literally it. 
Um, so super exciting. We're getting super old. And <laughs> I know um, this is sad, but I feel like wow, probably um, relatable. It makes me feel yeah. not better, but I always assume if you live in Florida or there's Southern California that the, the sunshine is just brighter during even the winter months and that you're yeah. getting some more vitamin D than I am, but I don't know. I probably am. Like I walk a lot and yeah. I'm outside a lot, but but still, I don't it's think like I'm enough. getting it through my diet and nutrition. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got to I got a supplement. Very smart. Great PSA. Rebecca. I love that. I'm also acting like it's groundbreaking news for people, too. I'm like, I Brand don't know new. if I've everyone's considered a multivitamin, but <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I'm feeling good. How about yourself? Other than I mean, exhaustion. I'm going to be feeling good. I am going to be taking iron and vitamin D. I yeah. still have them in my cabinet. Do it. No, I'm doing good. We had a tournament last weekend for my daughter for volleyball. That's always fun. Yeah. They did not win, but she's playing so great. And I don't know. It's like, this is a cool age. It is. Especially with it being like, I don't know. She doesn't hate me all the time. So <sighs> it's nice to have like a, it's nice to have another girl. I realized when my, you know, when she graduates and moves away in like four years, and I know you're like, I've been through this a million times. I got another one almost out the door. But I realized like it's going to be me, my husband, and my son. Mm -hmm. That's not that appealing. Mm -hmm. I got to be honest with no other girl in the house. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing it now. You're in the sweet spot right now for sure. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm facing the future and it's weird. I'm getting glimpses mm -hmm. of it. And our oldest moved back in with us, as you know, yeah. she's 23. And I'm thinking, wait, my 18 year old's going to leave in the fall. It's going to be me, my husband and our 20, then 24 year old. So we're, we've got to start yeah. talking about deadlines and such. Um, yeah. but like life is never what you imagine it will be. You never feel the way you think you'll feel in these scenarios. Mm -hmm. They seem so abstract and then suddenly you're facing it. It's weird. Right. Um, yeah. Which is a great conversation <laughs> to come after our vitamin talk. <laughs> Old we're getting and older. older and now how do you know yeah <laughs> exactly um yeah let's, let's let's cut this off now before we we lose our um millennials our younger millennials oh, millennials are gone gen, gen z, z is never even yeeted out of here yeah. or whatever it is they're doing <laughs> so rebecca if you'd like to get into the episode this week i would love to share it with you i would and i think it will also bring the age bracket down in a good way i yes. have a feeling if i'm right Yes, I think you are. So I'm convinced, Rebecca, that all the important things you need to know about someone can be found in the first sentence of their Wikipedia page. <sighs> so take, for example, Joe Biden. His says Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. was born November 20th, 1942, is an American politician who is the 46th and current president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Simple enough, right? Yeah. Or Harry Styles. Harry Edward Styles was born February 1st, 1994, is an English singer and songwriter who starred in Don't Worry Darling, a movie Melissa actually really enjoyed <laughs> up until the last five minutes that made absolutely no sense. I made up the last part. I really did enjoy that movie. The last five minutes were insane, but the rest of it, I was like, okay, oh, I, I, I like this. I didn't see it. I need to. It's kind of like if you haven't watched it at this point. What's the, what's point? the point? That's a little bit how I feel. I missed the yeah. window. I watched it when it was going on. Yeah. It was only exciting for me, and I really enjoyed it. Okay. So I did make up that last part, but you get the idea. Harry Styles, singer, here's his birthday. Yeah. And while last week I said we would be discussing a story from a new show on MTV, 
I lied because I'm tired and <laughs> apparently lazy and I forgot. We are discussing a person from a show on MTV that we've covered before, and that show is Teen Mom. Yes. So we talked about Kale. Technically, she was on Teen Mom too. Okay. And we're going to be talking to some about someone that was on Teen Mom 1. So it, I wasn't all the way wrong, Not but I was all. mostly wrong. This week, we're talking about Amber Portwood. And according to her Wikipedia page, Amber Leanne Portwood is an American reality television personality and convicted criminal. Oh. Yeah. Birthday? Not important, according to Wikipedia. (laughs) But but what is important is that her middle name is some version of Anne and that she is a convicted criminal. Whoa. Like, that's a rough one. Like, yeah, like not bearing the lead for poor Amber. Oh, no. Let's get right into Mm -hmm. it, right? So to back it up a little bit, Amber wasn't always a criminal. At least that's not how I remember her. I've just changed my background. Uh, I've got a couple things that I most remember Amber for. One is her wearing this outfit. (laughs) This is her paratrooper outfit she wore to call her brother, who was in the Marines, on FaceTime to tell him happy birthday. And she dressed up for the occasion in... In this, this was, this was an idea she had and she went through with it on Nash. This is like a decade on TV and she still went through with this. So that's one. And then over here we have, I'll get to this person later, but in this person's phone, it says six inch eyelash portwood because she eventually goes on to wear lots of eyelash extensions. And it's just one of my funny, like my favorite, like one-off things that you see and catches your eye that. This certain person calls her six inch eyelash portwood. About That's herself? Just... She No, someone else has her name saved oh, as that six I was like, she saved eyelash. herself in her own phone like that? That is no. okay. But I love it. I love yeah. it. So the year is 2009. 16 and Pregnant's just come out on MTV. And looking back, it all really seems like a bad idea. But 2009 <laughs> was a different time, right? We've got Jersey Shore was around this time, mm-hmm. right? There's so many of these things like could not start now, but 2009, they could. Balloon Boy at this point <laughs> floating somewhere in the atmosphere. We just had a Balloon Boy like renaissance. Resurgence. Wait, what is the word I'm trying to say? Yeah. No, I liked renaissance. <laughs> yeah, Balloon Boy renaissance. You can't get Beyonce tickets. Maybe you could watch a Balloon Boy of sorts flying across the United States. If you're lucky. Um, How weird was that? Yeah, this weekend. <laughs> And Farmville is launching on Facebook. So really just a different time, right? So according to the producers of the show, 16 and Pregnant was created. So that was the prelude to Teen Mom. It was created as a method of early intervention in teenage pregnancy prevention. Mm. Did you get that whenever you started seeing previews where you're like, they're trying to stop girls? Oh, yeah. This won't glamorize it or make, you know, people who want to be on TV find any method they can be like getting pregnant to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. At the time of its premiere, producers defended the show with arguments that 16 and Pregnant would actually educate teenage girls on the realities of teenage pregnancy and motherhood, which I will say, sometimes I would watch that show and think, I know I'm a better mom than that. And that like (laughs) helped me through it. It didn't stop me from getting pregnant, I guess. But I was like, well, I can do better than that. So that was good. But did it accomplish that? Did it ever accomplish what it set out to do, which I still don't believe. There's this report called Media Influences on Social Outcomes, (gasps) 
colon, the impact of MTV's 16 and Pregnant on teen childbearing. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. There's data? Yeah. Yeah, there's data. So this quote comes back from 2014 okay. and it says, quote, our most important finding is that the introduction of 16 and Pregnant along with its partner shows Teen Mom and Teen Mom 2 led teens to noticeably reduce the rate at which they give birth. Our estimates imply that these shows led to a 5.7% reduction in teen births that would have been conceived between June 2009 when the show began and the end of 2010. I'm I'm honestly surprised. I mean, me too. It's not an overwhelming number, but it's it's a smidge of movement. Yeah, interesting. Doctor Doctor Drew talked about it whenever he would do when he would do their like dumb reunions he would always say well also they would put up the dumb thing it's your sex life.org on everything but um but they would kind of talk about how it did actually seem to change the narrative a little bit as far as like searches for birth control went huh. things like that after shows would air <laughs> which again i do think was less about the pregnancy and more about their parenting skills right right which hey i guess however it <laughs> the ends justify yeah, the it, means it did something yeah. right yeah so did it help? Maybe. Do I think MTV was really concerned with teen pregnancy? No. Not at all. But the show has everything. Teen pregnancy, less than stellar parenting decisions, and babies' daddies who say things like, Melissa, why didn't I? Never mind. This is a note from Melissa. I did not fill in that quote. I was like, I know they've said crazy things. I'll go back to this. And then past Melissa was like, good luck. Not digging. Um, future Melissa is not happy. Or present Melissa is not happy. So, sorry, they say all kinds of things. Baby daddies, what do you say? But basically, why are these girls going on MTV? This is a very difficult time in their lives, right? Like, a lot of their families really struggle with this. So, why are they, why would you want to do this? Like, first of all, pregnancy can be quite disgusting. Um, Parenting is also quite disgusting. (laughs) So, why do you really want to put it out there? So I did recently hear Macy book out. She was on the season. I believe she was on Teen Mom 1. I can picture her. Um, Someone was asking her, like, how did you even get involved in the show? And she said that at the time, her mom was, like, on Craigslist, back when Craigslist wasn't, like, quite as creepy. And there was, like, a casting call for teen pregnancy. And her mom was like, well, maybe it's a modeling thing. You can try that. Because she was trying to make money. So she was, like, okay, this appeared to be something she would be interested in. Well, then she finds out it's MTV and she's like, I'm not interested in doing this. So they contact her a few times. Eventually, she goes along with like doing this pilot for this show. And I can't remember now what the name of it was called. It was just supposed to be like a one off kind of thing. Okay. Which is crazy because it became like a whole thing. But eventually the moms on the show. So they start off when when we see them at first, like a lot of them had no money. Um, we're in a lot of times really rough situations for themselves and for their kids. Um, but eventually they were making big money, like right. six figures to um, do this, which good. If you're going to put your life on TV, yeah. I think you should be rewarded for it. Well, no, I don't think maybe, maybe, maybe that's not what well, we compensated, be kids. But yeah, <laughs> I do worry about the incentive for a a vulnerable, like pregnant teenager. Totally. Like to me, that would be the motive would be like 15 minutes of fame and or the money. Yeah. Yeah. So you understand why they would. Sure. 
sign up like desperate times, desperate measures. But it also explains why none of them are really working on these shows. Like Amber <laughs> spends her entire time on her couch. Like she's just like how Mary Cosby filmed in her closet. Yeah. Amber just films from her couch. Okay. That's like her closet. So Amber Portwood appeared on the first season of Team Mom along with Macy, as I said, Caitlin and Farah. Yes. You know, Farah Abraham. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's going to come up again. So Amber grew up in Anderson, Indiana, and she was a bit of a party girl. Uh, one day, Amber answers the phone, recognizes the voice on the other end, and was like, wait, who is this? And they said, this is Gary Shirley. It's her brother, uh, Sean. It's like one of his best friends calls the house to speak to um, Sean. And so Amber says, you know, like, Right then, she she started talking to him. Instead of giving the phone to her brother, she just was like, huh, Gary, I haven't talked to him in a while. And the two of them end up developing a relationship because she answered the phone okay. that day, I guess. So it's her brother's friend. It's her brother's friend. Okay. But she took the phone that day. They started talking, and eventually they start dating. I think she's a little bit younger than him. Okay. He is like an adult, early oh, okay. 18, something like that. Okay. Yeah, I think he's like 18 at that time. So Amber and Gary began talking, and very, very, very quickly, they become a couple. And not long after, she becomes pregnant while in high school by Gary Shirley, which was one of my clues. Shirley was one of my clues. Oh, right. Yeah, a.k.a. Gare Bear. I think he calls himself Gare Bear. I don't Mm. really remember where that comes from, but I hear about that one a lot. I love calling him Gare Bear. I I love Gary. Like you calling him other people. I don't like a self-appointed nickname. Oh, true, true, true. But, but I don't know. But I'm even so, I'll for trust him, him, I think I could deal okay. with it. Yeah. Okay. So according to one of Amber's 16 and pregnant voiceovers, so that's where we first meet her and Gary, Gare Bear was a certified nursing assistant who liked to play video games in his spare time. Watching the intros of Team or 16 and Pregnant especially are so funny because they're like, my boyfriend and I are going to be moving to a three-bedroom, two-bath house with, you know – with and we're gonna be models we're both gonna be models and you're just like i don't that's like delusional but this one she's like he's a nursing assistant likes to play video games i'm gonna be on the couch yeah i respect it yeah (laughs) so gary and amber fall in love they get engaged on the front porch all with the whistling noise of cars like nascar cars (laughs) going by the scene is romantic of course um would you like to watch um, this incredible engagement? Of course. What do you mean? Huh? What do you mean? What do you mean? I was wondering if you would marry me. No. You did not. Yeah. Oh, baby. I hope it fits me. My fingers are swollen. I'll fit. <laughs> I mean, I want to ask your dad before we actually, you know, get married, but I was wondering if you want to marry me. Mm-hmm. I know we fight, but everybody's does. I love Gare Bear. And later that year, the couple are engaged. Amber turns 18, and she gives birth to their daughter, Leah Leanne Shirley. And if you've ever wondered, Rebecca, in your life, what if I forget what my baby's face looks like? Is there a way that I could maybe choose to remember what my baby looked like for the rest of my life? Could I do it? There is a way you could do it. And this is baby Leah on Amber's hip. 
Sorry, the audio. I forgot to talk. Um. No, it's okay. It's it's quite, I mean, the silence speaks a lot, I think. But yeah. I don't know. Aaliyah must have been around two. And this is her hip, which to me, my hip has never grown. The size of my hip has never grown from childhood. I, I'm still, you know, the same weight I was in high school. So it was never going to expand. But can you imagine... Can you imagine? It's really hard. I'm like trying to not, I'm, I want to be, that's a person, you I'm know, not, I'm trying to think of everyone's feelings <laughs> involved. Um, the rendering is interesting. There you go. <laughs> that, that's really more of it. It's not that as you grow up, your body sh- changes sizes mm-hmm. and the face is going to expand and it's going to become ways. a horror uh, like, but it doesn't start off that great either. No, that, it's just a wild picture. Me? She's an adorable little baby. Of course, but committing to this mm-hmm. is like a lot. And I know people have stuff of their kids and stuff, so I don't want to knock into yeah. that. I totally understand the sentiment, but it is just—it's such a large thing to yeah. put on your it's, person. It's in full color. It's—it's it's a full lot. Full color. Yeah. So, like, even if you don't like it years from now, you probably have to get it colored in because what's it going to look like then? For the daughter herself, when she gets older, it's just I would be like, why'd you choose that picture? Like, I don't know, personally. Yeah. My vanity would get in the yeah. way and I'd be like, I wasn't even that I cute I don't appreciate when I was this, little. mom. Yeah. It's very Cabbage Patch Kid with the rose leaves. It's got Cabbage Patch Cabbage Patch. Energy. And what's the lady that used to put kids in like cornucopia, <gasps> whatever. And Gettys. Um, oh, and Gettys. now we are aging ourselves. Oh yes. my gosh. You're so right. So it's a Cabbage Patch. It is a bootleg and Gettys. And Gettys. Up, right? Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, wow. But things weren't all flowers and creepy kid portraits. Of course, Rebecca, cameras began to show this unhealthy relationship between Gary and Amber, <sighs> which ended up leading to physical violence on Amber's part oh, and no. multiple run-ins with the law. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is new information to you, correct? Oh, yeah. Um, P.S., I actually, when you started the story about Kale, had Amber's image in my mind because I don't think I made it to oh. Teen Mom 2. So Macy, Farah, and Amber are kind of the teen moms who stay in my mind. And for some Got reason, it. I thought she was Kale. Not her name, but that's the face I pictured. So I know Amber. Sure. Got it. Okay. not this well. I don't know what happened. I can just picture her. Right. So in 2009, though, on the screens on MTV, we see Amber in a rage. She's screaming and yelling and takes Leah out of the house, decides to go to a hotel. Gary standing out in the rain, begging her not to leave. But this was kind of par for the course. Like this is how it would go. She'd blow up. He would ask her not to leave. She would leave. And the cycle would continue over and over. Well, he references that in the in the proposal. We fight, but everybody does. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, but to have it in your proposal, yeah, exactly. Is like, um, this is one of our highlights. Yeah, um, yeah, that is not probably not a great thing. Basically, if you saw an Amber title card come up on the screen, you knew you were going to see a fight between Amber and Gary. Okay. Typically, I will say that Gary always kind of like got to her like he knew her buttons and he would push them yeah. but then she would explode so it was wrong on his end and wrong on her end okay. in that sense so eventually the couple breaks off their engagement but in 2010 they're reunited when once again Gare Bear asked Amber on the beach quote why don't we get engaged end quote <laughs> and so Amber claims 
that she's old fashioned and you can't just say it like, let's get engaged, which is a good thing for Gary because Amber has a ring already on her finger that she gives to Gary and says to him, you can use this. Like he, like, let's get engaged or why don't we get engaged? And then she's like, this is not old fashioned. Here's my ring that I'm already wearing. Now give it to me. Take two. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So they both literally roll their eyes and Gary gets down on one knee and asks Amber if she wants to marry him again. Okay. And they say romance is dead, Rebecca. Right. Yeah. Like feel the deal. So that's when this couple so in love starts fighting on the beach about how many times Gary has proposed to her and whether he should say, do you want to marry me or will you marry me? Semantics. It's it's good TV. I yeah. love it. But I love that like within this second engagement, you were arguing about the word choice. Yeah. And I'm starting to think maybe the words aren't the issue here. <laughs> <laughs> but Rebecca, this isn't really the beginning of their happily ever after. It's more like the beginning of the end. And things really only go from bad to worse for this couple. Most notably, a September 2010 broadcast that aired on MTV showed an assault in which Gary did not fight back while Amber continued to physically attack him. And so I'm going to send you a clip, and this aired on ABC News. But it's this fight from MTV's teen mom that could give this reality star some real-life consequences. Amber Portwood is seen repeatedly punching and slapping her on-again, off-again fiancé with daughter Leah nearby. In Indiana, where they live, domestic violence in front of a child is a felony. After reviewing the footage, police have submitted one misdemeanor and two felony charges against this young mother. The case against Amber Portwood now goes to the district attorney. That was intense. Yeah. So after the incident seen in this clip, Amber spends the night in jail and a temporary restraining order was issued between the pair. And so after this, people are discussing what they had actually seen on television. The MTV crew not only failed to intervene in Amber's attacks, but they also failed to report the crimes to the police. Uh Uh-oh. It was after the episode aired, CPS launches an investigation after authorities were alerted by concerned viewers sure. so viewers see this on tv and call cps or call whomever and say this isn't right but mtv chose to air it they didn't That's stop it in wild. its tracks it is that they didn't intervene but it also shows how much power i think she thought she had in the situation that this show is doing well and she can do whatever because why wouldn't you calm yourself down you know enough to know like if i'm hitting this person Somebody's going to stop me. Nobody stops her. Right. And I also think I bet if it was flipped, they would have. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. and that's another that's a that's a big issue that because it was it absolutely the female is. against the man, they probably mm-hmm. just, you know, let it be. So police end up searching Amber's apartment, finding what they call evidence that requires further investigation. Mm. They wouldn't specify what was found, but later on it was revealed that Amber had a large quantity of marijuana and crack cocaine. Oh, no. After this, Amber agreed to allow CBS to monitor her for six months and to enroll in an informal adjustment, which meant that she had to go to therapy as well as doing community service in exchange for being allowed to maintain custody of Leah. However, just days later, Amber ends up being charged with three counts of domestic violence, two of which are felonies in connection with separate incidents of on-care abuse of Gary. And I believe that this is the one where she was like throwing a uh, TV down the stairs oh, at him. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, 
it's so wild that those clips have been like pulled um, wow. from the episodes and stuff, but they did air at the time. Wow. Again, MTV, not the one to report these things. Viewers see it and they make the calls. I just don't even understand how any of that happened. So Amber ends up spending 24 hours in jail and enters a not guilty plea and she was released on $5,000 bail. And on June 9th, 2011, Amber pleaded guilty to two felony counts of domestic battery and was given a two-year suspended sentence and two years probation. Okay. At this point, it's all really too much for Amber. She does attempt to take her own life. Oh, wow. She lets Gary know, I guess, what she's doing and that she's so upset. He calls the police. They were able to um, come and find her. Oh. And are they together at this point? This whole time? At this point, they're like on and off okay. a lot. But it but right now that that was literally you're good. The next thing I was gonna say mm-hmm. is that there is no Gary and Amber at this point. Okay. They break up, Gary's moved on, and we still have more to get into after one quick break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. Our show has been around for more than three years now, which is really something to celebrate. But when I think back over all of our episodes, one that really sticks in my mind, of course, is the one about the bling ring. There were literally teenagers breaking into the homes of celebrities and stealing thousands, if not millions of dollars worth of items. There is just something so scary about someone being in your home without your knowledge, even beyond just having your things taken. And that's why when it comes to home security, I only trust my home to Simply Safe. Simply Safe isn't just some old fly-by-night security system. It was actually named the best home security systems 2024 by the US News and World Report. On top of that, Newsweek named it best customer service and home security, which is really huge because if my house or the people that are in it are in jeopardy, I want to know that I'm speaking with people who are there to help me. We've had Simply Safe in my house for several years now, and Rebecca got her system last year, and there's a lot of comfort in knowing that I have indoor and outdoor cameras all around the house. And if you aren't sure whether it's something you'd actually use, you should definitely give it a try. There are no contracts and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of our listeners real peace of mind. We want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminality. That's simplysafe.com/criminality. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So Back to Amber, at this point, she's now been arrested and charged with felony charges. She's been out on bail. She's like making all these choices, not really pursuing. Um, She doesn't want to go to trial, but then she does some things that are kind of wild to me, and you'll see why in just a minute. In December 2011, Gary is granted full custody of Leah after Amber violates her probation, and I think that ended up being probably the best mm-hmm. thing that could have happened to her. Mm-hmm. Where Leah is now is totally, it seems to be in a very good place. So it seems good. like that was very much the right call. As a result of this, Amber is held without bond in Madison County Jail in Indiana until her January 27th, 2012 hearing on both of the charges against her. So at this point, Amber enters a guilty plea and the court scheduled a sentencing hearing where she was given a five-year suspended sentence with the provision that all charges would be dropped if she went to and completed rehab. Okay. I was wondering when maybe rehab was going to enter the mix. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it did enter the mix, but Amber in May of that year stands before the judge 
saying, I've dropped out of rehab. Just send me to prison. What? She asks to be sent to prison. Why? She claims that it's the only way for her to get sober and she's doing it for her daughter. But like how many times have you watched 60 Days In or any of those shows like drugs are just going through there all the time? That is not. Yeah, that doesn't seem like the better way. I'm so confused. Oh, everyone was because it did it did not make sense because also she now is going to have these charges on her record. Now she's a felon. Yeah. She could have just gone to rehab with steps and things you have to do yeah. and like working on yourself. Just but sad. she chose to go to prison and she claimed it was she did it for her daughter. It was it was wild. I don't I don't that, understand. Yeah, that I wonder who was advising her, like if she had any Guidance. Okay. Her. It's, I don't think she would have taken it from anyone anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like 20-ish at this point? Mm-hmm. Okay. She's young. Yeah. Okay. So on June 14th, Amber checks into the Rockville Correctional Facility to serve her five-year prison sentence. Yeah. However, behind bars, it seems like she was actually able to kick her drug habit. Okay. One that she had actually picked up from like before she was a teenager. She was young when she had first tried drugs. This is so sad. She really had like a a pretty rough childhood. I would say I didn't go into that in the beginning, but like her dad ended up dying of, um, I think alcohol related liver issues. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it just, it never seemed like a good situation. Yeah. On December 20th, 2013, Amber appeared on the talk show that's ending now, Dr. Phil, where she revealed that she had been released from jail after only 17 months for good behavior, which also is like, why did you go for five years because you would become sober only to at 17 months be like, okay, I'm ready to, I'm good. Yeah. I don't get it. It's like quitting vitamins before they, (laughs) right when they start working. It's just like (laughs) quitting vitamins. Okay. And so I'm going to send you one more clip. This is Dr. Phil is asking Amber really the question we're all wanting to know. Like now she's gone through, been on drugs, tried to get off them several times. He's asking her, why won't you relapse this time? What makes this different than before? Okay. Not relapse. You said you think about it every day. You fight, you fight it every day, right? Because I'm clear headed now. And I just think about the consequences and think about Leah. You said you have anger issues and that you will always be angry. How do you deal with that? Because you go, now you're convicted, right. you're on parole, mm-hmm. you go slapping somebody around now, yeah. I mean, it's back. a short ride back. Yeah. I treat my, um, my anger just the same way as I do my addiction. Um, I'm always going to have it, you know. It's I know how to cope with it now. I know the tools. I know how to, to calm down. And I, the main thing I do is I just, I actually think about my consequences. So she's basically saying she's learned all these tools while in prison. Yeah. She knows how to deal with her anger more. And that does seem to be a lot of the issue, that she has yeah, these for sure. really severe anger problems. She was even involved while she was in prison with helping other inmates with anger management issues, which I don't know how that works in okay. 17 months. Um, and she really surprised people. People really thought she had totally reformed and that things were oh. great. Are yeah. you saying the story doesn't end there? It's not done. Um, they even did like a special when she was relief- released from prison where they like recorded with her. It was it was sweet, but it was also like 
it was way too soon. I, I didn't agree with them doing out there. Mm-hmm. And for the next few years, things remained relatively calm for Amber. She focused on being a good mom, even though she did not have full custody of Leah. Gary, at this point, has moved on. He is in a relationship with Christina, who is the patron saint of Teen Moms. She is really? an angel. She like comes in. She has her own child, gets with Gary, and she's basically been the bonus mom to Am- or to Leah and has been like amazing. Wow. Amazing. Like if if things don't work out with this guy I'm married to and I had to, <laughs> and he got remarried, I would hope he would marry Christina. Like she just wow. loved Leah and was really, really good to her when she didn't have to be. And Amber never made it easy for her. And at these all. are like very young adults. Like that's hard to do. That shows a lot of character and maturity. They eventually like ask um Amber if she wants to move on to their property, like to put yeah like stuff that she doesn't have to do but she knows it's good for um leah but things were not so great in amber's search for love in 2014 a man by the name of matt bear slips into amber's dms on twitter and soon he's appearing on the show matt was pretty much all about the teen mom life i think he said he never watched her maybe he saw it a few times but he dm'd amber he dm'd farah he dm'd janelle like he was trying to get in touch with them. It was gross. Mm-hmm. And he lied a lot. So none of the other, I don't think any of the other team moms responded, but Amber did. And then the two began a relationship. And so Matt and Amber both have this history of addiction and other issues that kind of, they kind of found each other in that, mm-hmm. I think. Like they they found a person who understood what they had gone through. So you can see how maybe that would be appealing to her. So their relationship, though, is pretty controversial from the start. As I said, he's, like, DMing other team moms, and he's quite a bit older than Amber. I think he was, like, 25, 30 years older. So many believe, though, that Matt is using her to be on TV. He, like, I think he lived in Massachusetts. He came to visit her and then just stayed. Like, he doesn't have anything else at home. And he's, like, Mm -hmm. not a 17-year-old kid that's moving across the country. He's a full-grown adult. Who should have responsibilities keeping him somewhere. He should. Yeah. It should at least be difficult for you to move. Not just like, I'm here. I guess I'll stay. (laughs) So Matt's disliked by fans big time for his toxic relationship with Amber. And many people believe he was just using her to get on TV. Totally agree. Another big bombshell is when Gary, uh, Amber's ex, calls out Matt for having seven kids from previous relationships that Amber never knew about. Oh, jeez. I have a clip to play for you. Do you know how many kids he has? Yeah. How many? Two. He has seven. Matthew. That's not his kids. These are his kids right here. That's not his kids. I've talked to his exes. Okay, well, they're hitting for child support right now. No. And four or five of the kids have bears. Yeah, if that was the case, then he would have been in jail 10 years ago when these kids were born. All right. To be fair, Matt has five kids who he was paying child support for and two who had emancipated themselves. So, yes. (laughs) So out on a technicality. (laughs) Yeah, not a parent on a technicality, which is always good to see. So, you know, Gary... Tomato, tomato. He doesn't actually Uh have seven kids. This is just five. And by the way, Gary sells tomatoes for real. So when I say tomato, tomato, he actually sells them. 
But here's my favorite thing that he sells. And I just remember when I saw his face. He sells something called uh, It's Gary Time. And would you like to guess what that is? Does it have to do with tomatoes? I don't think that's a euphemism for this. <laughs> Gary Time? Oh, no, I don't know. Condoms. It's condoms with his face on it. No, stop. With his face on it. And it says there, uh, it promises 99% protection. And he's the slogan put your Gary on 99% Gary in teed. That's good marketing. I, look, I give him credit for leveraging the brand of, you know, being associated with Teen Mom and for these, you know, resources for people. I do know that 5.7% um, <laughs> of teen pregnancies were down. Maybe it was Gare Bear getting his Gary on. Maybe um, the face on it seems a little bit extra. I think it helps where you might not even need one. This is true. You can skip it altogether. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. When used correctly, they are 98% effective. So his are just slightly. His more. are even better because you okay. have to make a choice to still use it. <laughs> <laughs> that gives you that extra 1%. Of uh, you know, I mean, whatever works. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, no, and... nobody would. Okay. I love it. I'm he also sold cookies. I'm really a fan. I love tomatoes. I love cookies. I love 99% effective cookies. <laughs> I was like, where's she going to go with this third one? Um, I love that he was trying to tell Amber the truth about Matt. Yeah, but Gary still has his own motivations. Like, he's still like, okay, he could sure. probably not do it on camera, of course. Well, look, he needs a paycheck. I he mean, does. Gary works hard for his money. Sounds like it. Yeah. So and he wants you to keep money in your pocket. Entrepreneur. By, yeah, by not having more kids. Yeah. All that being said about Matt... Daddy Matt, um, he and Amber go on to get engaged and they're planning the wedding, which eventually gets postponed due to all the drama, including I forgot that they did a polygraph test on whether or not Matt was lying, which at yeah. this point, if you if this guy has seven kids and he didn't tell you about five of them or, or two, I don't even remember <laughs> what need... number it was. Yeah. The test seems very unimportant. irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in December 2016, things come to a head. They split up. Amber finds out that Matt is sending some of her money to one of his daughters, one of the seven. Who knows? I mean, clearly he needs to be doing this, but not using Amber's money without her knowledge. She finds out that he's used around $120,000 within their three years together that she didn't know he was taking. She had that much money. Oh yeah, I bet they. I bet she had more than that. I mean, she's has a baby with Gare Bear. So this is really like a catfishing almost, except the identity is clear. I guess it was yeah, more just like yeah. I think a, it's the motivation, right? So yeah, like, it's the yeah. whole motivation. So Ugh. Amber ultimately actually really breaks things off with uh, with Matt in the middle of filming Marriage Boot Camp, reality Family Stars edition. They were going on that? They were on that. But she was on there in 2017 with him, herself, and her mom, Tanya. I'm going to send you one more clip. You're going to notice one reality star who's been in the news this week. And also, you're going to meet Amber's new love interest, a man by the name of 
Andrew Glennon. I'm gonna figure out your name. And it's the Teen Mom hookup that shocked America. We never had a crew member impregnate a boot camper before. And our cameras caught everything. Oh my God. So Rebecca, does the dropped jaw look that you have right now, does that mean you're, you knew this was coming or this is a surprise? This was a surprise, the cameraman. The cameraman. While she's there repairing, quote unquote, her relationship with Matt, and also her mother is there. There's a lot going on. The, the bad behavior with your parents around, Brandy included, I know I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That was a whole lot of clip. That <laughs> too much happened in that 47 seconds. So sorry about that. But that's just where we are today, Rebecca. We are in no man's land. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of no man's land, actually, no, that's Gary's area of expertise. (laughs) (laughs) So Andrew Glennon is this Southern California cinematographer who was working on the Marriage Boot Camp Family Edition. In 2017, this is going on. They are kissing on set. Obviously, something (sighs) more was going on. She breaks up with Matt during this time and then like this all kind of unfolds. So basically, though, as soon as the romance starts, it quickly ends. It doesn't last very long. In September of 2017, that's just a month later, Amber finds out that Andrew has ex-girlfriends. Two of his ex-girlfriends have restraining orders against him or have had restraining orders against him. Okay. He says, quote, I really want to start this relationship with nothing but honesty. I feel like a total (laughs) idiot for not bringing this up to her first, but it was such a difficult time in my life that I blocked it out of my mind, end quote. Oh, you wanted to start this relationship with nothing but honesty, sir? You were working. Yeah, the, the it's like inappropriate on every level. Like he was an, like part of the employment side yes. of the situation. She was there with her husband or to be husband, mm-hmm. fiance. Yeah. Like I think starting it honestly was not already, that boat in the recipe. Sailed. Yeah, It's gone. It's way, yeah. we're way past that. So anyway, though, in <sighs> the midst of this, Amber finds out she's pregnant. <gasps> yes. So the couple reconcile and stay together. And With Matt. No, no, no. It's not Matt's. It's Andrew's. They've only been together for like two oh, months. So that couple reconciles. They, Andrew sorry, and Amber. Andrew and Amber. <laughs> There's oh. a lot of the names in the story. They reconcile and um, she gives birth to her son named James. And okay. she seems very optimistic, excited to show what kind of mom she is. She tells uh, Us Weekly that Andrew's an amazing man. He takes great care of James. He was actually afraid of her having postpartum depression because I do believe she suffered with that with Leah. Mm -hmm. And so he's Mm -hmm. always checking up on her. And so she's basically saying, one of the quotes in here is, it's almost perfect, which we know nothing is perfect. And this doesn't last very long. So we're going to cut to July 4th, 2019, America's Independence Day. And Amber, Andrew, and James, baby James, are going to see some fireworks. So I guess there's a lot of traffic and they're not able to get there. You know, that like that holiday sure, is sure. always wild. Yeah. So they go home and they're fighting. And so they try to go again, but stay end up staying home. It's just a lot of confusion. So Amber begins to threaten to toss Andrew's stuff out onto the street. Andrew replies with saying, have you chugged all your medicine? Like, are you are you what's going on here but like in the same way that gary does it like to push her buttons like he Mm -hmm. his tone and stuff 
not saying anything she did was right in this situation. Yeah, but whatsoever. he's instigating a little. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not. Um, what is the word like? De-escalating. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He's not de-escalating at all. So Andrew ends up though gets way worse. He gets behind a door. He's holding their son, and Amber is demanding that he opens the door. And so when she doesn't, I was going to play the clip, but it's actually kind of sad, so I'd rather not. You hear Amber hitting the door with a hatchet. She's hitting the door, and he's sitting behind it with their son, and she's hitting the door with a hatchet. Sorry, who has a hatchet at the ready? I don't know, but who, I don't, I don't know. It's around for something. And I do remember her saying something, sorry, I didn't find this, like you're just reminding me of why it was there and it didn't make sense um no which shouldn't make sense it shouldn't be there like that's not normal it's not like but the way she made it sound like well it was there so i had to use it instead uh-huh. of being like this is a wild thing that i did and oh my gosh how terrifying <sighs> and what's wrong what's going on with me okay so amber's arrested but she makes bail the next day she posts her her bond is two thousand dollars and she's released from jail she is given oh she calls it gel by the way i i it's not like an appropriate time to say it, but it's G-E-L is how she pronounces yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds like the way Whitney would say it. Gel. She yeah. could go to gel. Yeah. <laughs> Very inappropriate time for me to have said that, but I didn't know where else to say I it. Enjoy it just popped it. in my head. So she was released from gel and a restraining order was <laughs> issued against Amber, ordering her to have no contact with Andrew. Jeez. So in 2019, October of 2019, she pleaded guilty to two felony charges of domestic oh battery God. and intimidation. So she's Whoa. racking up these domestic battery charges. So she takes a plea deal with requirements including 906 days of probation, mental health evaluations, court-ordered parenting classes, and participating in a batterer's intervention program. Jeez. So as part of their agreement, Andrew has primary custody of James while they share joint legal custody. And so Amber has three unsupervised visits a week with her son. She would also bring their son to Gary's house so he could see Leah hanging out in the kitchen with Christina. Again, Christina is the most wonderful lady ever. Like, she's an angel. Yeah. In February 2022, Amber released a book called so you're crazy too, which I own. And in this no, book, stop. yeah, I bought it for this technically. Oh, okay. A I recent bought it purchase. for this. Yeah, it was a very recent okay. purchase. I did own her other book and I think maybe two. And I definitely owned Farrah's book. There was a dark time in my life. I, it's okay. I read a lot. Um, that's the dark <laughs> part. <laughs> in the book, which was released Right before the final custody hearing on baby James, Amber discusses in this book her significant history of substance abuse, her Mm -hmm. history of domestic violence, her volatile attitude, and her propensity for anger. She also um, talks about her extensive mental health issues, her belief that the inpatient facility she attended for anger management should have instead been for drug use. Basically, she's laying all of her cards out on the table in this book, and somebody that's going after custody is going to easily be like, these are her words right here. Mm -hmm. Sure. Making the case against her very easy. And that's what happened. So according to the judge in this case, he said, quote, her fear she will never have overnight parenting with her son, that she finds herself canceling on her son more often than she would like. And the idea of getting off probation soon concerns her because she will be unwatched and unchecked, which 
Yeah. It's honest thoughts. It's good that she is saying these things so people can put plans into place, but like obviously not going to help her. And so the judge also factored in Amber's behavior during this final hearing, um, which were in March, and said in the judgment, quote, the mother demonstrated difficulty regulating her emotions at different points while testifying. Wow. Yeah. So So even in that kind of controlled environment, it was difficult. She couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad because, I mean, Dr. Drew's talked to her a bunch. She's been diagnosed with, I don't want to guess what they are. I did not write them down, but she's definitely had a struggle with that for sure, which is likely the root of most of this, if not all of this. Yeah. So Andrew is given sole legal and primary custody of James, and he was able to relocate to California. So before I want to say that James had to stay in Indiana and they switched off, which would be difficult because Andrew's from California, but now he doesn't even have to be in the state. Wow. And so Amber is still in Indiana. Leah lives in Indiana and her life is in Indiana. So after nearly a decade of the show and multiple spinoffs, it's believed that Amber has officially quit this franchise. Even this week, there's articles saying she's going to be announcing soon that she's quit Team Mom which could be the best thing that she's ever done. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the, I don't know what the right solution is for my own life. So I can't pretend to say what it is for somebody else, but it doesn't seem like it's helped her to be on TV. It doesn't seem like, <laughs> I mean, like no. she's made more money. So that does afford her things like probably access to better mental health uh, yeah. resources, but it doesn't seem like she's, use them I don't know it's really just sad because it's like addiction mental health issues like that's that's what she's dealt with her whole life and it affects everyone around her yeah I mean you're right in that like there was income so at least you know her kids are cared for like materially but there's few people I think you and I could say after doing this show for almost two years they're like they're good well there are people who are like they're ready to like be in to take all that comes with being on reality TV. And right. like very seldom do I think it's a young adult, especially a young adult on the, you know, precipice of, of a life-changing experience that they don't even know what they're in for. Like yeah. it's a recipe for disaster. It's, yeah. it's really, really sad, but it also was this weird like opportunity that they wouldn't have otherwise had, but it's, it's just, oh, it's, it's, it's crazy that it, And then it becomes the only way they know how to make money. Like we've seen that so many times with reality stars. It's like they get very desperate and you have to keep writing a book or staying relevant or doing something to endorse something to make money. Because how do you, what do you do after that? Right. Well, for work. Katie from Real Housewives of Potomac, she just started working in some very regular like job at a store or something. And she's like, this is my first regular person job. But that's like not that doesn't happen very often and I would it doesn't I would say that Amber is probably known more than Katie in the sense that like yes. she's been on TV for twice as three times as long as Katie ever was. So how do you how do you do that? I don't I don't and know she the has there. a criminal record. I mean empl- traditional employment is going to be very hard. Extremely hard. She's had several businesses that have not done well. She and Matt yeah. tried to flip houses. That mm. was a disaster. She had, oh, something couture. Somebody's screaming at their thing, but it Sorry. was something. Yeah. Everybody uses that word. I don't think anyone's used the word couture who, oh, and you know, I can't say that word, who actually is wearing that. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's I, 
I shouldn't use that word. I can't even pronounce it. God doesn't even let me. You're pronounce saying it, it fine. I think I don't know. You're saying it fine. I think we've talked about this. Yes, we have. Couture. And I so couture. I will couture. not couture. learn. So no, anyway, fine. so Amber doesn't have custody of either kid. Yeah. Leah's oh. at an age where she's struggling to have a relationship with her mom because she knows more, right? She's older and she can see it and doesn't understand why her mom has done the things she's done. But Gary, for his part, and Christina have made it very easy for Amber to have a relationship with her, which I think is the best thing that could happen. It's just so sad. It is. It's just so sad. And I guess if you do look at the long story of her, you know, maybe that is where the the efforts for, you know, preventing teen pregnancy, like it's a hard path, even when it goes really well and like there's support oh, yeah. and, and you don't have mental health or addiction issues. It's a hard road. So this is really showing that maybe that's good. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. If nothing else, it's scary time. Let's let's. We wait, should be sponsored whoa. by a scary time. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so wait, if he does it scary time, I can't believe none of the girls and the women on this show have done like, like a pill compact with their face on it. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Missed opportunity. Every day. With- every last one of them will get like have another baby almost immediately. Like that's another thing that all, all the team moms have. I can't like, believe they're not scared off of. Yeah. Like that. They're not. I mean, maybe that's, they attach it to their, uh, what's the word? Sellability. Like, oh, okay. I, I don't know. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. It's a lot, but it's scary <sighs> time. So if you're, Stop this Valentine's saying Day, that because- this Valentine's Day, <laughs> this Valentine's Day, we want you. That's going to be the new, um, our new euphemism. Yeah. It's scary time. It's scary time, baby. Okay. Woo. Let's get out of this. Um, Rebecca. So I would love that was to really know. good. Oh, that yeah. Was, there was a lot more crime in that than I thought. My gosh. Oh, me too. Oh, this is actually, last thing I'll say about it. This was one that I wanted to do very early on before I even had a real concept of the show. Not like huh. as much as um, as Balloon Boy, but it was just one that I remember <laughs> starting to write. But it was like dark things were going on. I think that was with the James custody. And I was like, it's too sad right now. It's too close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Good to wait it out. Yeah. All right, Rebecca. So I would love to know what it is that you're watching on the old TV tube, the boob tube. Yeah. It's been hard for me not to mention this because I wanted to save it. So okay. I think you'll get it because I didn't get too deep into my clues, but um, it's on Peacock, Ryan Johnson, and Natasha Leone. Poker face. Yeah. Do you like it? Have you it? watched it? Mm-mm. I, I do like it. I will say there's a caveat and the caveat is that if I'm up to speed on it, it's like they released a couple and now they're going weekly. I hate that model. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to wait and I'll definitely keep watching. But with each episode, I've liked it less, mm. but I still really like it because of Natasha's performance. She's just so good. Um, and Ryan Johnson is the creator and director and he did Knives Out. Oh, okay. Didn't which is so either. interesting Oh gosh. Okay. I, to me, Knives Out is probably one of the best like murder mysteries ever. Oh, it was just such a good movie. And so Peacock, this show is a weekly, it's a murder mystery every episode. And the through line is Natasha Leone, but she's always in a different place with a different set of people. Okay. Which I didn't know when I started it. And it's not a huge spoiler, but it starts out one way and you think her whole, the whole show is going to be her in this Uh like casino world. So she, it's called poker face because she has this unique gift of knowing when people are lying so much so that a casino hires her to watch from the nest, which is like the room where 
higher ups sit and watch like the big, the whales. They said, remember when we learned PK's oh, yeah, episode, yeah. they're mm-hmm. called whales. So you can watch these like private poker games or blackjack games or whatever they play in rooms. And she would tell them who's bluffing. Oh. And so basically it was like, she was hired by the house okay. to, to make more money. And so there's more to it than that. But then someone ends up dying and she ends up kind of flipping the whole script on everybody and then she continues to do that in every episode and she's just so dang watchable and unique and never does what you expect you know when you kind of can just almost anticipate what someone's going to say in a show even when it's kind of good you're like this is where this is going right and this is how this actress is going to deliver it she just does it her own way that makes her so watchable and interesting to me I think it's really fun and there's tons of guest stars like Adrian Brody um, Benjamin Bratt Judith Light. Oh, wow. Um, a name that I always get wrong and I don't want to, but she's a, a law and order fixture. Um, the She's best. She's Van Buren, the lieutenant on law and order. Oh, okay. The original law and order. Mm-hmm. She's in it. Like, I feel like I, she's in a lot, but I haven't seen her in forever. And um, just every episode, it's fun. Like who's going to be in this? That's um, cool. Super fun watch. Yeah. So different. I have a very unpopular opinion. I oh, don't enjoy don't love her. her very much. Okay. So what have you seen her in? Did you watch Orange is the New Black? I watched Orange is the New Black. She's had an interesting career and story herself, actually. Okay, well, if you don't enjoy her, then you're probably not going to want to watch this. I've heard it's really, really great. Oh, but I did want to see Russian Doll, which I didn't Russian see Russian Doll either. is really good. I think if she's not your cup of tea, like probably not going to enjoy this show because she's the central focus, right. but the moving mystery portion of it is pretty cool. Um, but I'll, I'm going to say you can skip it if you don't like it. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Cause she's I wanted so to watch it. Russian dolls too, or I, wa- I watched yeah. a few minutes, but for whatever reason, she's just it's a really lot good. For me. And, it, yeah, and I can change my opinion. I don't know. I've changed on the Drew right Barrymore. performance. I love Drew Barrymore now. Oh, interesting. Not, not your girl, Sarah Jessica Parker though. And not um, no, you'll, that's, you'll Kelly die Lipa. on that hill. I'm, I, I'm, I, we're clear. I will die and be we're buried clear. on that hill. <laughs> we're clear. I, I think it's partly because they're in New York and I feel like it's just a matter of time till I run into them and like, oh, okay. you know, strike up a friendship. So I just sure. want to be like, everything on record needs to be positive. Yeah. At least you're being reasonable. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, okay. That sounds good. I know my friend Stacy really loves it. And so she yeah. told me to watch it, but I'm still yeah, again, not so. No, it's fine. Uh, and you? Okay, mine's a little different. Well, not different, but it's not a regular TV show. So my clues okay. are Prime, mm-hmm. Stand Up, mm-hmm. and uh, Magician. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. It's the new Nate Bergazzi special. Um, oh, a Hello lot of people World. are talking about it. I yeah, I didn't it. know there was a magic element. His um, dad is a magician. So, oh, yeah. interesting. He okay. grew up with his dad as a magician. So I saw him last year in Orlando. And so it was basically the same show. And it took me a while to realize like, oh, I know all these I know jokes. this material. Yeah. But he's so good. His delivery is so great. One of my favorite things he does in that uh, he talks about how growing up with uh, parents who were Christians in the 80s or 90s were like the most Christian uh-huh. and how one of his lines is like I think Jesus had more fun than me but it's <laughs> so good talking about watching movies he wasn't allowed to and I don't know yeah. it's it's yeah. very very relatable uh-huh. um, I just find him to be so good so dry I love his delivery 
And yes. um, so I watched that um, the other day and I just, I love it. It's, I'll never get tired of it. So it's fun. So if you're looking for a stand up, it's clean, which is always like surprising, but it doesn't Refreshing. feel like it's clean. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, like, it, oh, I enjoyed this and it's, yeah, it's still <laughs> compelling or has some yeah. edge or point of view. It's fun because that's something I like to watch with the kids. So it's nice mm-hmm. not that I won't let them watch something if it's dirty. It's just, I don't want to watch that with, with them. them. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like nobody needs that. I know. I don't need um, to be laughing at these things in front of you. <laughs> no, even some, honestly, we just always, have, my kids always have the office like kind of playing. Mm-hmm. There's just some episodes of that. I'm just like, we don't need to experience this together. Yeah. Like, yeah. It gets too I know. Too There's much. just too much. Yeah. The, the later seasons, especially, but um. I've seen clips of him and I like him. So I will definitely yeah. watch that because I love a good stand-up special. Yeah. That's like a good go-to when you just need like an hour of something different it and is. like enjoyable. What One of his lines, sorry, the last thing I'll say is one of his lines was something about like at the end of the night, he says his wife will sit down next to him or whatever. And it just, this was very relatable to me. He's like his wife, I think saying to him, I love you more than anything in this world, but there is no one I'd rather be not be around than you in this moment. <laughs> You're just like, I can't take it. Yes. And thank yeah. you for telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's great. I just, yeah, I think he's a lot of fun. So yeah, that's a good one. Good. Okay. I'll definitely watch that. Yeah. I feel bad that I didn't know about Natasha Leon. That's a terrible recommendation. No, it's not. I mean, I, I it doesn't mean I won't watch it. I just finished like no, a whole you won't. series. Just thing. watch the first episode. That That's what Stacy said too. She said, watch the first episode. If you like it, keep going. If not, ditch it there. And I would even say if you like it, you could also just let it be because I will say like with each one, I was like, oh, the first one just like knocked it out of the park. And maybe that's why the rest are kind of like, that's a they don't fall flat, but they kind of flat line. And like, it is a little bit of a bummer, but um, again, she'll keep me watching. But I think it's such a tough sell if you don't yeah. like her. For, but you know what? Him. My issue with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like, do they solve it in every episode? Yes. Okay. That, that's, I have a problem with that. I don't you know why. That? Yeah, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine does that. And I love, I think it's really funny, but something yeah. about needing to solve an entire wrap, thing at the, the end, up. it's mm-hmm. like too pretty and it just yeah. annoys me. I don't know what it is. That's but. interesting because so many people hate the opposite when it's unresolved yeah. or nebulous. But like, it doesn't have to, why do we have to arrest somebody at the end of every, like the office? Well, there's no arrest. There's not necessarily an arrest, but okay. it, you come to her understanding of what happened. In fact, I would say it's not wrapped up in like the outcome doesn't match what okay. happened necessarily, which keeps it interesting, but you kind of see her, her process okay. concludes. There's a conclusion. Okay. I'm okay with that. It's the whole yeah. like, no, you don't always see the on. bad guy with, yeah. In the back of the car. Yeah. Jump, I get that. I'm like, you're making too many arrests. This doesn't even make sense. I, I, right. like, the logical right. part of my brain cannot handle it. Right. No, I get that. I get that. Um, well, next episode, I'm going to tell a story and it's really different from this one. Okay. And it's one of those ones that, well, I mean, yeah, you'll see. Here's some clues. Okay. (laughs) We'll talk about it in two weeks. Um, Canada. Okay. Has that ever been a clue? I don't think so. I know. Detroit. Okay. Playboy Mansion. Okay. I'm going to think on this one because I feel like I could get it, but I, I'm I'm interested in what your gut is, but you can tell me offline if you want. Yeah. Oh, I don't have even one single reaction. Oh, you don't. Okay. Not one, but I'm going to get there. Okay. Yeah, you will. You will. Um, I'm excited about it, but I, 
there are influences at play. I'll just say. Okay. The Playboy right. Mansion wants me to do an episode on them. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> they told I like me. That I can't believe you. <laughs> like, um, what has happened? I don't know. It's vitamin time. I think I, I definitely should take <laughs> it's my Gary vitamins. time for me. It's vitamin <laughs> oh, time for you. Melissa, stop with that. I'm it's not, really I will just... not. And it's not Gary time for me. Let's put that away. Yeah. Let me get some vitamins. Yeah. Vitamins first. Gary time. But first, never. vitamins. I'm going to get that for you on a mug. Oh, boy. Doing it. <laughs> just get me some dentures along with it. <laughs> this was fun. Good job. Thanks. Glad it's done. Happy to pass the torch. This was a... This one had a lot. So you can find us, Rebecca, on social media, on Instagram, on TikTok sometimes, Twitter, hmm. Facebook. Why don't you just go to Instagram? Um, yeah, that, was are, that was perfect. Those are the places we are. You can email us. You can find our website, criminalitypodcastshow.com. My bad. And uh, it's in the show notes. Just look at the show notes. Rebecca does a great yeah. job with those. Oh. Thanks. And you do a great job editing. Did you know that? Melissa edits these. Yeah. Well, don't say that because sometimes I'm sure I say I do something crazy. So no, it's so amazing. Um, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Melissa has a show, Mom's Murder, which you can listen to every single Tuesday. And we'll be back, as always, every other Friday. I will say we did change our name to Moms and Mysteries. We're oh getting God. used to it. No. You're getting used to no. it. It's fine. Edit. Edit. I know this. I'm like very much a part of this. I'm tracking. I'm excited for your moment. Oh, let's talk about the moment that's coming up. Yeah. If you go to moment.co slash moms and mysteries, we have a <gasps> moment coming up. I see a lot of them now. There's quite a few. I want to yeah, go. There's a new watch what crappens one. I'm going to attend. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And so it's yeah. kind of like a live show thing um, for moms and mysteries. And that's next Wednesday, February 15th, day after yes. Valentine's Day. Good thing we don't have our whole thing themes around Valentine's Day. We do. And so um, <laughs> it should be fun. It still counts. And I'm really sorry. It really is um, autopilot when I do that little blurb about Us you too. and your podcast. It's fine. Um, Moms and Mysteries, of course. I'll be at the moment. I am in the moment. I got a ticket for a moment. Good. So. Oh, thanks. Hope I'll see others there too. And um, we'll see everybody next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Criminality. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give the show a rating and review. The reality is it would be a crime to keep your thoughts to yourself. And come join the fun outside of the podcast and follow us on social media. We are at Criminality Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Memes are welcome. We'll see you in two weeks with a new episode. Until then, you can catch my co-host Melissa on her weekly show, Moms and Murder. And Rebecca Sebastian on her podcast, Dialogue, a true crime conversation. Don't forget, loving reality isn't a crime.